Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the show, Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. And I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, whether you're calling us on the phone or you're listening to us online. We'd like to thank you so much. And you're joining us for the 1,232nd episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, for those that's online and you want to call in uh, live to the show, you can call in at 323-870-4174. Or you can call in at 319-527-6091. And, of course, anytime you want to speak to me, the host, you can press the number one. Uh, I just want to just uh, say a quick prayer, and then we're going to go get, get started with tonight's show. Father God, I just thank you for covering me and my family and friends and protection for those that are seen and unseen. We just thank you so much for your coverage. We just thank you so much, and we faithfully appreciate your protection under your under your wing. We just thank you so much, and we hope that you continue to protect us. And as we pray, we pray in your name, Amen. Okay, <clears throat> just want to get started. And um, for those that uh, you know want to keep up with me as far as the scriptures I'm going over, I'm only going to go over one scripture tonight, and it's going to be John chapter eight verses one through twelve. And um, this is going to be. Um, pretty brief, but I do want to really get into uh, this chapter. And tonight's title for, for tonight's show is Entanglements and Entrapments. And today is, uh, you know, the 4th of July, and I hope everybody's enjoying their holiday for those that celebrate the, the 4th of July, but I just want to just uh, real briefly just um, go over public safety, if, if you will, a public safety announcement, you know. Um, and it's basically about fireworks and firearms, and I know it's illegal to fire firearms, but uh, we do have people that, that they do so. Uh, but all in all, with the fireworks, we hope that you uh, look over the safety of your children as they um, and, and yourselves and make sure they have, you know, the correct supervision because don't forget these fireworks can, uh, as, can they, they, you know, they, they look beautiful going off, but they can also hurt someone, uh, actually take out an eye or even, you know, or disfigure or even, you know, blow fingers off, you know, so just be careful with the, you know, the fireworks and, and, all, and in particular with the children. Um, and the next thing I want, you know, just to remind those that do choose to, to fire off firearms, don't forget what goes up must come come down. And, you know, even if you're not firing straight up or if you're firing at an angle, don't forget those projectiles, they, they're going to come down somewhere and they may hurt or kill somebody. So, you know, just be wise about, you know, what you do especially with the firearms, you know, and just encourage, you know, someone not to fire firearms, especially in the air, because you're not, you're not going to know where those bullets come down at. And uh, that's, you know, what, what I just want to leave as far as, you know, uh, public safety, um, just be safe and, ha- you know, have fun, but be safe and just think about the consequences of, you know, some of the things you may be doing, especially when it comes to firearms. Like I said, uh, you know, I believe in, all 50 states that, you know, it's illegal to fire, you know, a firearm, you know, in, in that kind of nature. So just please, you know, you know, just be careful. 
Now, going into tonight's title, you know, entanglements and entrapments. You know, as I said before, we're going to be going over John chapter 8, 1 through 12. And many times, you know, Jesus encountered the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, they pretty much wanted to just, they were just hounding Jesus. They were just basically trying to just prove that he was the son of God. And in each and any way they can. And so, basically, you know, doing, you know, this, these scriptures here that we're going to go over, we basically want to learn how, how can God be a God of justice and forgive sin? How can he be a God of love and, you know, and punish sin? And basically we're going to go over, we're going to discover that, you know, basically the answers and these scriptures here. And just, you know, um, to let everybody know, just, you know, the Bible is, also a learning tool where we, you know, we get to learn, you know, a lot about not only Jesus' encounters and, you know, some of the hurdles he had to go over, but it also is a reflection of ourselves. If we can place ourselves in, in, in as, you know, in the Bible as things transpire. You know, the Bible, like I said, is, is an excellent learning tool that, you know, we can learn. Okay, so before... um I'm going further, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to pull up uh, John chapter 8, verse, and we're going to read verses 1 through 12. All right, and okay. All right, we're going to go ahead and start. All right, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in, in, their, in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such shall be stoned. But what do you say? This they excuse me, this they said testing him and they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Again and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convinced by their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest the oldest uh, amongst them the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. When Jesus spoke then again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. 
Amen. I just want to um, just go. I'm going to go over these scriptures now. Um, I think it was just beautifully done. How basically the the Pharisees try to quickly entrap Jesus, and the way they did it was they tried to entrap him with with the law, and basically they wanted to just catch him. Where they can say, okay, and a lot of things were going on, and you know, just you know, in in, in the course of those in that, those that scripture, you know, this is basically a, show, a stroke of genius that you know no other than Jesus could pull off. And I'm talking about one of the you know basically the greatest clapbacks of all time when he said, "He without sin cast the first stone." And you know, there are many moments in the Bible where. Jesus is just so wise where he's just able to sidestep some of the nonsense that, you know, some of the people bring about, you know, to him. You know, so the context basically of John um, chapter 8, and we're going to go to the first verse. We're going to go over the first uh, verses 1 through 5. So Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and at dawn, you know, he, you know, he basically appeared again at the temple, you know, the temple courts where all the people gathered, you know, around him. He sat down to teach them. You know, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, uh, basically, and, and what the Pharisees were, were doing, well, they were also, they were constantly converging. And basically, they know the Romans was in that area. So they know if Jesus did something, that he would gather attention to the Romans. So they brought in a woman, you know, and she was supposed to be caught in the, the act of adultery, you know, and they, you know, made her stand before basically the group that was gathered and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And they brought up to him, in the law of Moses, you know, it commands us to stone her. You know, basically, just let them know, like, okay, Jesus, you know, this is, you know, you're, 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 you're God, and you come from, you know, you uphold the law of Moses, so what are you going to do here? And you know, basically this woman is standing there now. She just, she's probably petrified and doesn't know what's going on. So they basically say, now what do you say? You know, uh, and they, they think they have Jesus trapped. So you see, either, you know, he either he sides with Moses and, you know, he, can, he condemns, you know, or, he you know, basically he's condoning a very unpopular stoning, which definitely would, attract, you know, attract the attention of the Romans. Or he saves, you know, the woman and it appears to dismiss the teaching of Moses. And basically, they were just standing there trying to decide which one was he going to do. You know, what was basically he'll do. You know, so so the first thing I just want to just point out, we just want to notice that, you know, first, that these men who captured this woman and, you know, and they present this dilemma to Jesus, you know, they're not interested in the woman, and they're definitely not interested in the law. You know, now, the part about the law, you know, it also should be held accountable would be the man, you know, and it basically takes two to tangle. So why are they just presenting this woman and not bringing the man? So basically the whole thing is where is this man in this? If she committed adultery, shouldn't there also be the man that she committed adultery with? But like I said, they had no, they had no, it wasn't worrying about the law. And they wasn't definitely worried about the woman. 
So they simply, you know, had this woman as a pawn in their game. And, you know, basically they use the law as a weapon, you know, and while, while trying to use this law as a weapon, they basically, you know, let me, Jesus know, like, you know, we wage a war against you, so, you know, we want to know, you know, what's your next move. And so basically, you know, Jesus appears to not play ball with him. He's um he's bending down writing on the ground. So we're gonna go um over to uh verse six. And actually we're gonna cover a little bit of uh verse six, uh seven and eight. You know, so they were using this question as a trap, you know, in order to have, you know, a basis to accuse to accuse Jesus of not upholding his own law or, you know, condemning a woman to be stoned to death. But Jesus bent down and, you know, he he started, you can see the right on the ground, you know, with his finger. When they kept on questioning, he basically straightened up and said to them, if any of you is without sin, let him throw the first stone at her. Again, he bent down and started to write. And again, for this one part right here, I just want to stop right there real quick. You know, the, I can just picture this in, in a movie. And it's this scene right here where Jesus is bent down and he's calmly and, and coolly writing on the ground. And as he's writing on the ground, you know, these guys are just sitting there, you know, talking to him like they're pestering him and, you know, they're trying to, you know, press, you know, answer out of him. And finally he coolly stands up and says, he without sin cast the first stone. And, man, I, I can just imagine, and it would be priceless to look on their faces because he basically just turned everything around. And, you know, how he did it, it, it was just cool. It was, it, 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 you know, I can just imagine that. And I just wondered um, about all the, the movies I've seen about Jesus, why, you know, some of the things, some of the coolest things he's done in the Bible um, – like, there wasn't an actor out there, like, you know, I, I would, me personally, I would choose, like, Denzel Washington and, you know, to actually emphasize some of the things that he did in the Bible. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, you don't have to be a, a, a Bible scholar to know about the Bible, but there are just so many awesome things that Jesus done in the Bible where you would just say, wow, that should be an awesome scene in a movie. And this right here, I think it would be an awesome scene. It would give, it would be just, you know, not just the that you know how he just turned everything around is he you know if he says you know who he without the you know without sin cast the first stone, you know it would be also priceless to just watch look on their faces as he said that because it would be it was just a stunning moment. And then he coolly bends back down and starts writing, you know. So. Um, that's just my little uh, movie, my little movie director, you know, uh, fantasy right there. So, you know, basically get back, Jesus says, if you are without sin, cast the first stone. Here Jesus does what the law was meant to, to, to do. The law was meant to hold up a mirror to our own guilt. You know, it's not meant to be a weapon to use to harm others. It's meant to be a mirror that shows us, you know, what we are like. And Jesus does that beautifully. If you're without sin, you know, 
throw the first stone. So what? So so they're going. You know, so what are they going to do? Well, this crowd, you know, basically it was just turned. Basically, it was turned around in, in, as far as their intentions. And you know, the first thing you would think was they would just, you know, they would just confess to Jesus that you know this is pretty much a sham. You know, th- this is basically a, one of our our self righteous shams and. Um, yes, yeah, Jesus, you got us, you know. And, but no, they just basically, retreat, you know, retreat further into the darkness. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about, this is Jesus here where, you know, he basically, you know, coolly and calmly just diffused a situation where there was a woman coming before him where, you know, she was to be stoned. And, you know, what he, you know, basically what he done was he basically let them know that, you know, you don't care about this woman and you don't care about the law. You know, and that's, you know, that's one thing when you're, you know, you're presenting something because you're worried about someone breaking the law. But in the same sense, you're not worried about the law because easily how uh, Jesus just diffused that whole situation. And so we're going to go on to, um, Verse 9, those that heard, you know, they basically began to go away, you know, one at a time, the oldest first, until only Jesus was left, you know, with the woman. You know, she's basically still standing there. You know, the so-called righteous flee away, you know, like bats. They leave the unrighteous one. This woman, you know, basically this woman, and she sticks so close to Jesus like a moth. You know, the light of the world has that impact on people. You know, the bats fly away, and the moths are drawn. You know, some flee, others flock. You know, basically to this friend of sinners. But now this woman very is in a very interesting position. You know, she's no longer at the mercy of the unrighteous mob. But now she's at the mercy of the righteous Jesus. And he is basically the one person who actually does have the right to stone her. You know, have you thought about basically, you know, he is the only one there without sin. You know, he is without sin. You know, he could pick up a rock and, and carry out, the, you know, the sentence himself. So as as this woman takes refuge in Jesus, she actually, you know, doesn't, she doesn't have the right to expect nothing but, you know, combination at this point. Jesus is the judge of the world, the whole world. So what will happen, you know, basically, what, what, what will happen? You know, what would Jesus decide? And I know those that, you know, read the Bible, they know, but I'm just going to, you know, we're going to go on to um, verse 10 in a moment. But this is, you know, the, the whole a whole lot of, it's complex, you know, complex of how we find ourselves in situations. You know, we we find ourselves in the court of law where we perfectly, you know, understand that we have broken the law but we don't think the penalty fits the crime. And that's where we are right now, where, you know, the law, as it is in, in, in this land, the penalties far, are, are far, far, far more, you know, harmful than helpful. You know, when people go to jail, they're supposed to come back out as productive members of society, but that doesn't happen. And some, sometimes people come out being better criminals. 
And why is it so? Because of the penalty that's imposed? Or is it that the tools that are required for our members of society that become in prison no longer have the tools to be a productive member of society? You know, I don't understand where, you know, a prison generates big money. I, I mean, I understand, but I don't understand why it generates big money. Criminals are still held with that stigma as being a criminal once they are released from prison. You know, I you know I've known that you know people say from time you know from time to time, you know I I did the crime I did the time. But where is that? Because there also is that you know there is that stigma where jobs have background checks, and depending on your crime, you can't live in certain areas. So when are you know these when they become former prisoners, when are they truly exonerated, <clears throat> whether they're guilty or not, or when they're unjustly in prison? You know, prison doesn't seem to be an answer to how society, you know, is failing. Basically, it's showing you that society is failing because prisons are not releasing productive citizens. You know, if everyone that has been in prison, I know there are some success stories, if everyone in prison were to come out and had a, a slate wiped clean, I think we wouldn't have the problem of you know, uh, you know the actual criminals actually repeating and doing time. What it is is that you know our prison system really needs to be reformed. You know, we all talk about the educational system being need to be reformed, uh, and you know I do believe that school districts in the many, you know, in many areas are working on their shortfalls in the school district um, during this pandemic. Uh, I believe the school system handled everything as well as they could where they got kids back, you know, into sort of a virtual classroom. You know, uh, the way the school district responded, and I'm not saying that the prison system is, is totally different than the school system, find some kind of way to revamp, you know, themselves in, in that sort of way, whereas though they have a, a, a ample time to you know, you know, just to, to re, you know, to just get these prisoners, you know, back into our society. And we just want to go ahead and um, I just want to go ahead and cover uh, verse ten. Now, Jesus was still basically bent down when he noticed that he was alone with the woman. So Jesus straightened up and asked her, you know, asked her, you know, you know, where are where, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she just responded, so no, Jesus, she said, then neither do I condemn you. And Jesus basically declared, you know, go now and, and leave your life of sin. This woman was dragged to the temple courts, expecting shaming and a bloody death. You know, instead, her accusers are shamed. And she is justified. You know, the judge of the whole world exonerates her, and she is free. Now that the judge has become, you know, her savior, now that she is beyond condemnation, she's basically released, you know, for the whole way 
you know, for the whole way of, of, of whatever, you know, she got caught up in her sin, you know, that led her to the situation. You know, maybe it was adultery or prostitution. You know, who knows? You know, whatever her, her life of sin, you know, was, you know, she simply just can't return to it now. You know, she is, you know, she is stared basically the consequences, you know, full in the face and then, you know, being spared by amazing grace, you know, the last thing she wants to do now is to return to that life of sin. You know, she has been, you know, saved from sin and leaves the temple, you know, basically the temple court as a changed woman. You know, and that that's where I was going on about the prison system. Uh, when people are released from prison, they don't feel as though they're, they're changed. You know, and I'm just going to get off this uh, this prison um, topic, but you know, just as, as I as I read again, you know, she came was dragged into the temple as a condemned woman, and as those accusers, as they accusations, you know, even if she was an adulteress. And as Jesus expressed to them, he without sin cast the first stone. Neither one of them were capable. And as, you know, as they started pointing the finger at her, you know, trying to entrap Jesus, and when people truly have the wrong intentions, you know, and they are are recklessly using people as pawns or, or, you know, certain things as pawns, it truly backfires. For you know, to the true believer, because as the Bible said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The Pharisees tried to use the law as a weapon. You know that's why I said you know Jesus, he represents you know so many things that is right being a believer, and where it seems the impossible is possible, where how he quickly turns things around, how he quickly diffuses a, a, a crowd, waiting to stone this woman. You know, I, I know sometimes we do um, have, you know, certain uh, short, you know, choices that we make and we have certain little, you know, um, preferences as far as what we think it is, is good for us and what is bad for us. You know, if you stand before or somebody stands before you and says, hey, I did a little time in prison, you know, and um, sometimes one of the first things you want to say is, what do you do? You know, what difference does it make? This is a person that came out of prison, you know, unless they voluntarily you know, voluntarily tell you what they've done, you know, what is, what's, what's the difference? They did time. Would you feel better if somebody just outright lied to you and said, hey, I was in prison, but uh, I didn't do it. I just got caught up and they just picked me. Or, you know, if they say, hey, you know, I, I did some time. Uh, I'm out and I'm ready to go back to work. You know, I've, I've been reformed. But everybody cannot take, you know, everyone's word and face value. You know, I've, you know, from my experience with uh, a lot of people that have come out of prison, they seem to become, they, they either seem to come out a, either a better criminal or reformed either through Christ or, or Allah, you know. Um, and I know in in prison, 
where I know there's probably, you know, clicks where you just can't break away from. But one thing I do know is that I've seen the most devout servants of Allah and Christ come out of prison. You know, I know we are, you know, there's like the saying, the Sunday morning Christian, you know, that Sunday morning Christian is pretty critical of those, you know, I don't see them offering opportunities for people to come out, you know, of jail and they, they found Christ. And, you know, likewise with the Muslims, you know, um, there, there's a saying that goes on that I think is um, unfair to a lot of Muslims. They are called jailhouse Muslims when they come out of prison. And, you know, it's not fair. It's not a, a good, you know, it's not a good stigma. But as far as us being Christians and believing in our faith, you know, placing a stigma on somebody is, is just is just not right. And it's not Christ-like. You know, we have to, you know, we're not here to be judges. You know, Jesus is the judge of the world. You know, we're we're not to judge people. You know, as we look, you know, as we, you know, we should reflect, you know, upon ourselves. Not outwardly, you know, just criticize and humiliate other people. Because we've all been in a situation where we've been we felt criticized, scrutinized, measured and weighed and cast aside or either, you know, just alienated just because of something someone doesn't like about us. That you know, that happens all the time. And it's not it's not fair. And it's a judgment call that people make against other people. Which is not fair and the one thing I do want to say is that we should place ourselves in each other's shoes. If you can't place yourself in somebody else's shoes, um, I, I think you really shouldn't be criticizing that person or you shouldn't be judging that person. Because one of the things is, you know, uh, there's a saying, try walking a mile in my shoes. Some people can and some people can. The whole thing about it is you don't, you don't know how that person feels. You don't know how that person has persevered, how they come through some things. You know, you have done the same thing. You have, you know, there's sometimes, and there, you know, the most beautiful thing about having faith and believing in God and Jesus, there's some people I've met that you would never expect were homeless for years. There's some people that you would never expect they have got cured from cancer. They have got cured from all kinds of things. Went through all kinds of operations. Told that they were never going to walk again. Told that they were never going to talk again. And you, you know, you, you, you know, you criticize their speech. You criticize the way they walk. You criticize, you know, so many different things you've been critical of. <clears throat> and when I when I say that, you know. I've been, I've caught myself getting, you know, caught up in, you know, just basically having a prejudice against somebody for, you know, whatever reason it is. And then sometimes it might be, I just didn't wake up the right, you know, on the right side of the bed and I just start walking and someone says something or they look a certain way. And, you know, I have 
a little negative thought or, or I might even come out and say, you know, something negative. But, you know, that's not Christ-like. That's not being Christian-like. You know, we have to make sure that we, we understand that just the same way that we had that accusing tongue, that the same accusing tongue can come back on us. All right, and so let me just um, get ready to go ahead and wrap everything up. Uh, okay, and before I do that, I'm just going to go ahead, and for those online that want to call into the show, I'm just going to give out that phone number, and that phone number is 323-870-4174. Or you can also call in at 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to speak to me, you can press the number one. And so we're going to go ahead into uh, wrapping up everything and doing the call of salvation, and then we'll just uh, do the announcement. All right? So basically, it's very easy to just read, you know, these scriptures. But we should put ourselves into the scriptures, you know, that we basically basically read no matter what scripture it is. We should actually place ourselves, you know, in the scripture. You know, you know, you know, we, we, we basically, if we would put ourselves in the scripture that we just, you know, read tonight, um, we should be in the place of that woman that was caught red-handed, you know, and basically facing the judgment of the law and, and shamed by basically the self-righteous that was around her. And yet Jesus, he intercepted the judgment instead of, of dishing out justice. He basically absorbed it. You know, and on the cross, you know, he he basically, and we basically get acquitted. You know, he gets shamed so we can get accepted. You know, he is killed in a brutal public execution. And I walk free. He falls into the hand of a mob so I can fall into his arms. The one without sin did not cast the first stone. Instead, he spoke of salvation. He spoke salvation. And today, he basically speaks salvation. You know, he speaks against to every guilty sinner. You know, who throws themselves on his mercy. You know, he says today, "I do not condemn you. <clears throat> you are free. Go and sin no more." You know, and that's a you know a very a powerful point in the scriptures where he said you, you know you can go and, and sin no more. You know, there's a lot of times that we, we're you know our fat gets pulled out of the fire, and for some reason we wind up right back in that same frying pan. You know, we have to understand that you know. Once you know, once he, he granted us our, our, our freedom and said we're free, you know we're free. Just go on without sin. We have to we have to make sure that we we continue on that righteous path because just as well as we're, we you know we become righteous, we can easily become unrighteous again. You know this is something that we have to do every day because this is our salvation that he left for us to claim. And, you know, it's not an easy job. It's not, you know, pray, pray once a week or, or you know, give him thankness or just waking up and say, thank you, Jesus, you know. 
this is not just a, a, a one-shot deal where, okay, you do it one time and you ain't got to worry about it ever again. No, and the reason why, you know, we have scriptures like, you know, the one we read, you know, John chapter 8, verses 1 through 12, is we have scriptures like that to remind us. And there's so many different ways how the enemy tries to attack his psychics. Where he tries to use each and everything available, where in this case, where the Pharisees try to use the law against Jesus. They try to use it as a weapon. You know, that weapon that they try to form against him, it fails. And like, like I said before, it, 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 you know, these scriptures in the Bible are, are so true, and especially right now today. For those that read the Old Testament and think the Old Testament don't apply, well, you know, the Old Testament does apply, you know, as well as the New Testament. And, you know, just as well as, you know, when, you know, God gave Moses the laws to follow, and even though the Pharisees say they don't believe, but they know of the laws. So even though it became to be true unbelievers, you know, and for every Pharisees, there will be a Paul. You know, Paul didn't start out, you know, on a righteous path. Paul was persecuting and killing Christians almost on a daily basis. He would capture and imprison them. And so he actually, he literally saw the light. And his mission changed. And just as well as how hard he was on the Christians, he was just as hard on the church. Because Paul truly wanted to, you know, spread the gospel. He knew that when he was blinded on his way to Damascus that he thought he was going to be doing one mission, and it turned out that things got changed around real quickly for him. You know, it was just like a lot of the disciples of Jesus. You know, and the reason why he had so many different personalities because that was just so many different personalities spreading the gospel. You know, and just as well as, well as you, you know, we all, you know, fall short of the glory of God, but that doesn't mean we can't spread his message. You know, we're not perfect like Jesus. You know, we're not going to be the ones casting the first stone at anything. You know, if anything, we want to put that rock behind our back and drop it because we got no right to throw anything at anybody. You know, it's just as well as those that if they do have the right to do it, doesn't mean they have to do it. Jesus didn't stone her. He was the only one anywhere that could have stoned her and carried out that sentence of stoning her and just be done with it. But he didn't. You know, each and every opportunity when Jesus has, you know, he offers the opportunity of salvation. And the opportunity of salvation for for a lot of people, they feel as though they have time to play with and they feel as though that oh I got time to be saved. But, but you know, just hold on just wait a minute. Do you really have time to be saved? Sometimes we have a misconception of knowing what is the right time. You know, we have that misconception that I have time to do this or I have time to do that. Or, oh, I'm just going to be a couple of minutes late. Or, you know what? I just don't feel like doing it today. Maybe I'll do it another day. But there's 
you know, nothing better than claiming your salvation right now. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, just, you know, just accept Jesus and he'll, he'll do the rest. It's just as easy as that. You know, and like I said, you know, time time is precious. And, you know, what we do with that time that we, we, we feel as though we have so much of, you know, we, we realize when it's too late that we have we have none left. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to wrap things up with the uh, call of salvation. And if you want to accept Christ in your life, you know, it's pretty simple. Um, you just let them know that you're a sinner and that you want to just change your ways, that you just want to make a path straightforward, that you look forward to having, you know, Christ in your life. You're a believer. You believe that God sent his only begotten son on the cross to die for him. And when he did that, he opened up the, the avenues of salvation for us. And just let us know we accept his gift. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And you just say thank you. Thank you so much, and I accept. And once you do that, you know, you should just say Just make sure you let someone know. You know, you can call someone. You can tell someone. You can uh, video chat. You can do so many different things. Just Facebook message. And, you know, once you do that and let the world know that, that you're a new creature, that you change your life over in Christ, you know, you, you should feel rejoice. Should be happy because this is like the should be the best day of the rest of your life. And you know, the next thing we should actually do is you find a Bible believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary that will nurture you, that will nurture you in the Word of Christ. And if you can't find that sanctuary, you know we're here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We're, we're here. We broadcast almost each and every night that we're available to broadcast, and we just you know hope that you tell you know continue to tell a friend. Or family member that we're broadcasting here on Purpose Team Network. All right, and if you want to, you know, basically I'm just going to jump into the announcements and then we're going to wrap things up. You want to contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. You contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Net or Net via email uh, with your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a, say a, you know send a prayer request. We gladly honor that. Uh, we greatly appreciate you know you. Uh, Passing along the word with your friends, family members and friends that we're broadcasting. Anytime you want to, well, we're also on Instagram and Twitter, but you can do likewise too. So it's purpose underscore kingdom. And anytime you want to uh, see our upcoming shows and advertisements, you can like us on Facebook at Purpose Kingdom. Uh, we have a variety of different shows, and that way you can see their advertisements. And you can also get a peek at uh, some of the hosts that we have. And we just thank you so much. And you know, of uh, liking us on Facebook. We um, also, if you want to hear any of our past or previous broadcasts, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can simply type in the host name and the show name, and you can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. All right, and also, uh, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour with a little talk with Jesus, hosted by Evangelist. Trina, Lindsay Harris. And once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour for a little talk with Jesus hosted by evangelist Trina, Lindsay Harris. And uh, again, just don't forget, that's going to be at 8 p.m. tomorrow. 
And we thank each and every one of you for uh, supporting us here at Purpose Kingdom Network, sharing the world, uh, sharing sharing our message and, you know, our shows with your friends and family members. So uh, those that are listening to us, no matter where you're at in the world, we just thank you so much and appreciate your support and listenership. So we're going to just go ahead and get back into uh, wrapping up tonight's program. And, you know, my title was uh, Entrapment. It was basically um, Entrapments. Well, entanglement and entrapments. And basically, we went over John chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. And, you know, I hope, you know, someone got a you know good, clear message of, you know, something that's helpful spiritually. You know, uh, like I said, I, you know, I love, I love broadcasting. Um, you know, each and every time I'm, I'm on the airwaves, I have a lot of fun. Um, I think it was a lot of, you know, I hope you had fun, you know, uh, going over everything we did. Um, I, 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 I do like to, you know, say that um, if you can, um, any movies that you know of about Jesus where it's pretty much produced right, but, you know, the, the movies that they have and they, how they portray Jesus in a movie, it's either um, they portray not his true his true image and what he did. He's actually, you know, the son of God, the man without sin. But yet in a lot of these movies we do see where it, it seems like he's not uh truly without sin. Um so I haven't seen a a a, a good movie about Jesus. Um if you do, you know, you can just uh send us a message on Facebook about that movie and I would like to see it. So um other than that um, if you're nobody wants to call in, you just press one. Uh, we're going to be ending pretty soon. Uh, like I said, um, just love broadcasting here, and uh, just love basically uh, learning about the Bible and just uh, you know sharing with everybody. You know, um, basically, I will be next broadcasting in two weeks. You know, with God's will, God's blessing. And uh, we just hope that um, everybody stays safe. You know, uh, continue to enjoy your holiday. Uh, just be safe and make sure, you know, you look after one another. Um, make sure you, of course, take time out to love yourself. If you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody. Uh, with that being said, um, just be safe. Uh, God bless everybody. And I'm out of here. Peace. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.